You are listening to An Ounce, Season 3, Episode 38, The Culture of Contempt. You are listening to An Ounce, a podcast providing inspiration, ideas, and wisdom through engaging stories, commentary, and interviews so you can live life better. I'm Jim Fugate, and it's my privilege to share an ounce with you. Once upon a time, there was a horrible monster. He was ugly, loud, and scary. So intimidating and frightening was this monster that everyone in the land was afraid. Some said he was sent by them to kill us all. Some hungered down in their homes and hid from the frightening monster. Children were taught that if they got out of line, the monster would eat them up. And they believed it. The monster became the stuff of nightmares. The news talked about the monster. The government prepared for the monster. They made movies and wrote books about the monster. As the story goes, the monster was huge and strong and definitely to be feared. Then one day, a wizard rode into the land. He heard the stories about the monster. He watched the news about the monster. He was amazed. You see, the wise wizard knew all about the monster. At least he thought he did. The monster was documented in detail in his favorite wizarding book. So just to be sure that this monster was not more than he remembered, he checked his book. Yep, right there. On page 37, the monster was described and pictured in all its ghastly and gruesome glory. The monster, named Contempt, ugly and loud, but, well, anything but powerful. And in the book, illustrated in perfect detail, three inches tall, with no more strength than a field mouse, a truly hideous little imp made out of fear who with all his noise loved to make the people believe he was bigger and scarier than he really was. The wise wizard tried to tell the people of the land the truth about the tiny loudmouth, that there was no reason to fear. He was not at all the threat they had come to believe he was, and when ignored, he would simply fade away. But the people didn't believe him. They chose to keep their monster contempt. So the wise wizard traveled on. As in this story, our world is filled with fear and contempt of others, and sometimes even ourselves. In our society, we are plagued with the partitioning of people. Groups are identified by their sexual orientation, their race, their ideology, their vaccine status, their religion, their politics, their social status, and their economic circumstances, and all kinds of other criteria. This is not new in history. This has been a pattern for mankind. The categorization of people with labels, us and them. However, this division into tribes or groups has often resulted in perfectly harmonious coexistence. In other cases, it has resulted in horrible tragedy accompanied by brutal mistreatment and even genocide. Is there a compulsory reason why differing groups must have contempt for each other? In our society today, there are widening gaps between people, liberal and conservative, communist and capitalist, divisions based on race and religious belief. These differences can in many ways be seen as battle lines, as individuals in these disparate groups are convinced that 
we or us in our group are in danger from them, those thems, they believe or do or are in some way a threat to us, most of the time when individuals from differing groups, in a moment of real courage, get to know someone from the group they have chosen to despise, they find their differences melt away like ice on blacktop on a hot August day. Those differences are illusions, mirages. Most people are looking for the same things, peace, security, love, not hate and violence. So why does this happen? The separation of people into adversarial groups. Someone must be benefiting from it, or it probably wouldn't happen. A quick look at history again shows us that a small number of people amongst any group can, with a little effort, create division, recruit followers, and promote ideas that pit one group against another. They have even been so subtle in their genius as to create groups that never existed before, or that at least were not recognized, in order to create disagreement or enmity. And at the center of this is the weapon of contempt. Contempt is defined by Webster as the act of despising, the state of mind of one who despises, a lack of respect or reverence for something or someone. There are a lot of other words that might describe the weapon of contempt. Scorn, disdain, fear, or hate, to mention a few. Why would anyone promote contempt? It may be a thirst for power, money, control, or fame. Something to make a person seem more important than is real or deserved. Contempt is employed in the name of revenge, or a need to redress a wrong, or a fear of them, and the them's desire to take advantage of us. And because we become convinced that they have made us victims, the caring and wise leaders take the reins for us and lead us in battle against them. This caring leader and his cadre of compatriots work to create a narrative that motivates us, a narrative that justifies contempt and prevents further victimization of us, often a narrative that is misleading or even false so that the leaders can gain power, control, notability, or importance. After all, the leader and his cadre know better than everyone else, and of course, they really care. And yes, I am using a little ironic sarcasm. What happens if the group finds out it's all a huge exaggeration or lie? Or what happens if the goal of the leaders, the one they said was imperative, is reached? That must not happen, as in most cases, the leaders then lose control and power, and in some cases are forgotten. Thus, some struggles of us against them are engineered, fostered, and modified to last indefinitely. I mean, who really wants to let go of the power once it has been obtained? Almost makes you want to be an anarchist, doesn't it? <laughs> Except that there are those who have found a way to greatly benefit by advocating contempt for organization and leadership. Can you imagine a world where people choose to be tolerant, decide not to react to the fear they were told they should have, let go of the seductive need to be recognized as a victim, didn't feel threatened by someone who approached life differently, worse yet had respect and love for the people around them, showed kindness even, and refused to be led by contempt. After painting such an ugly picture, I must qualify these ideas by noting that not every movement is filled with contempt and not every leader is corrupt. And most people are pretty normal, sensible folks. 
It's the loud ones you need to be wary of. Your neighbors are generally good people. Please allow yourself the chance to believe, to believe this, in spite of what the broadcast, print, and social media, and the politicians tell you. They make their money and keep their power by keeping your attention and motivating you with contempt. You can bet the message is skewed, even by your favorite talking heads. They're telling their opinion mixed with a few carefully selected facts. Doesn't necessarily make them bad or wrong, but they should be taken with clear eyes and a healthy dose of skepticism. So here's the ounce. In this world, there will always be some bad stuff happening. There will always be a few rotten individuals. Evil and negative vibes will always pretend to be bigger and more powerful than they really are. The good news is, there are surely more kindnesses and mercy occurring than we will ever know. They just don't make for good headlines or narratives to create contempt. Look for them, the goodness, the kindness, and the mercy. Applaud them. Point them out to others. You have a choice to focus on and be who you choose. There is great liberty in seeing, being, and doing good. And that's it. An ounce submitted for your consideration. Thank you for listening, subscribing to, and sharing an ounce. I'm Jim Fugate, and I'll catch you next time. Hey, check out our YouTube videos at youtube.com forward slash at an ounce podcast. That's youtube.com forward slash at symbol an ounce podcast.